Yep. Welcome to Dr. Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Katrina, and along with me are my fellow hosts, card game queen herself, Dragon Rider, and you know her, you love her, it's Smarms. So how we doing tonight, ladies? Really good, honestly. Uh, it's exciting. Good. Yes. <laughs> More. Four of us have had fun weeks, so yeah, good. Yes, uh, tired but good. Yeah. Did you do anything um, fun this weekend, Don? Yeah. <laughs> mm, <laughs> I don't know. Nothing major that I can think of. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was know. gonna say. I, 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 we could I just was, move on. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Yeah, cool. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> everyone out there knows that. Uh, by now, you casted Worlds and did a phenomenal job. Just a knockout stand-up performance. So, congratulations. You did really excellent. I watched every single game that you cast. Um, well, I watched the entire tournament, but um, your your games in particular. And uh, also, uh, friend Edelweiss. I was a big fan of her job casting this weekend as well so like very cool to see like you two at it and especially casting together which the uh the chemistry there was phenomenal that was really good too to see you guys casting together so um i thought it was wonderful like you guys did great all weekend well thank you yeah it was it was super fun i know actually um when we were kind of doing like our our tech stuff, uh, we had kind of chatted about it. Um, I think Saddle mentioned on broadcast, but like, so at least this year, I don't know if it was like that in the past or not, but um, we usually get to decide like who's casting with who and at, you know which matches. Um, we don't always know which players are going to be in the match. Uh, you know, obviously, like ahead of time, we knew. Uh, Saddle and Raven were going to close out and cast the grand finals. But of course we didn't know at that point who was going to be in the grand finals. Mm -hmm. um, so we kind of knew like, Hey, we, you know, we want to have me and Edelweiss doing a cast together. Cause like, of course, if you, there's two women, like we got to have at least one like dual woman broad, like broadcasted match. Right. So um, they set it up so we actually got to cast together once on day one and then once together on day two. So that was super awesome. I really appreciated that uh, from them. But yeah, it was it was fun. I don't know if Edelweiss, Edelweiss and I have ever actually casted together before. I feel like we might have done some like third party casting before, but it's been quite a while. And I mm -hmm. also could totally have just like imagined that, so I don't know <laughs> which one is like correct. I mean, uh, I I but... know you've cast her games in Supergirl, but <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what you guys have cast together. So, not saying you have it. I yeah. just I don't know what <laughs> what would it be off the top of my head. Yeah, I think it was just like another third party thing that. Uh... I feel like it was for one of the events that Bemi had been running. Mm -hmm. um, but again, that's also been a quite a while. So mm -hmm. I don't remember, but it was still, it was still fantastic to, uh, to cast with her. And um, yeah, the whole weekend was just very exciting. It was, 
I don't know. I feel like I had like all the emotions like the whole weekend. I was like, this is so exciting. Also, I'm really nervous. Holy crap. I'm doing this. Ah, uh, oh, ah. Uh. Like, it was, like, all over the place. Yeah. Okay, this is so cool. Like, I'm casting this, but also, you know, at the same time, like, beating myself up for everything, right? Oh, crap. I said that card name wrong. Oh, no. I, yeah, I messed up how that card works. Oh, clearly, I'm so bad at this. And, um, yeah, I, I know that the three of us were talking about this, um, because I do want to share my experience, because I think that after it got shared from other people, I felt a lot better. Um, I definitely am my own like worst critic. I'm very, very hard on myself. Uh, and it's something I've been working on for a long time. But yeah, it was like at the beginning of the weekend, right? I was even thinking, do I even deserve to be here? How can I be like casting this level of play? I'm not even anywhere near that. Like, right? Even even if I get to legend or even higher legend, like there's such a big gap between even like what a lot of people consider high legend versus these very, very top players who are like consistently single digit legend, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, you know, there, there's a big difference. So I was thinking, Oh man, like how can I be casting this? Like, you know, I, I'm just going to sound terrible. And especially compared to Edelweiss, who she just like really digs into, to a lot of this stuff. Lorinda's so good with like the stats, how Saddle just, I feel like a lot of things that he says are just so smart and he's so articulate when he comes up with these things to say. And here I am just feeling like I'm stumbling through my sentences and forgetting card names and all that. And I'm like, Oh man, I'm so bad. And then I got to cast with Saddle at the beginning of day two. And I was like, okay, this is so cool. But also like, I'm kind of nervous and intimidated because like, I'm casting with Saddle and like that's awesome. And I've done it before. Actually, when I casted in the uh the summer Masters Tour this year, we we did a cast mm -hmm. together. Yeah. But still, you know, I, I still like I'm comparing myself to all these other casters, right? Like, oh man, they're so much better than I am. And then later I'd been I'd been thinking about it and I got to cast some of Pocket Train's games, and you know, I'd been rooting for him all weekend. And it's like, oh, man, like I'm comparing myself to these players and how can I be casting this? And uh, and then just feeling so intimidated by these people and feeling like all these pro players who are watching the broadcast are going to be judging me and thinking I'm just terrible and don't know what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Oh, it's so bad. And then the grand finals comes around and this is spoilers for for people who haven't watched it. Please go watch watch it if, if you want to. Um the grand finals comes around and Saddle shares on broadcast uh, with talking kind of about um, pocket train and talking about like nerves and that kind of performance anxiety that even after almost a decade or potentially longer for some of the things that Saddle's been doing, even still he gets that like performance anxiety. He gets a little nervous on some things. Right. And I'm sitting there thinking, what, like how, Cause you do not seem like it. Like you always seem so like cool and collected. Like all of them do. Right? Like, mm -hmm. how, how, what do you mean you're nervous? You still get that? What? And I was like, wow, it's not just me. Oh, like other people feel that too. Maybe that's just like a normal, like human emotion and something that like people feel when they're doing these things, especially for like the first time they're doing something big like this. And then 
in the winner's interview, Pocket Train mentioned how in like a, a couple years ago, Jambre had reached out to him about getting him into a, you know, uh, a group to practice and play and how Pocket Train had felt intimidated by these other players because they were, you know, like so much better than he was and, you know, whatever, more popular. And like he was intimidated. And I thought, what? No, what? Are you in my head right now? Because like I'm the one that's intimidated by like all of you. And then again, it was like, oh, like maybe that's again just like a human emotion. Like other people feel that too. It's not just me. And then I started to think, oh, so all those people who messaged me saying that I did a good job, all those people on Twitter were like, oh, I like I've liked your casting or language hacker cheering, you know, cheering for me and and saying how much he liked uh, Edelweiss and I casting. And it was like, oh, maybe they're like not just saying that to be nice. Like maybe they actually thought that. And I'm just like, uh, intimidated and convinced that like they're just saying it for the sake of being nice. Oh, okay. And then I, I thought, no, no, no. But like I messed up cards and I clearly I said that card wrong. And like, I don't know how that works. I, I'm no, I'm just stupid. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. And also when I said how a card works, Subtle didn't correct me either. And then like an hour after the tournament ended, I mm-hmm. saw him retweet a post from Fino and McBanterface. Where Fino also literally said the same thing that I did on the broadcast and thought that it worked the same way that I had thought uh, until Banter corrected him. So it's like, oh, so even like high legend popular players who have also like competed at big tournaments and this other stuff, they mess up sometimes too. Oh, maybe like it's also just a human thing to make mistakes. Almost. Like, maybe I'm not just shitty at this. <laughs> I feel like I am. Like, oh. And then after I kind of had that realization and and heard other people, like, share those same experiences, I was like, oh. Okay. I feel better. I feel better about this. And I feel better about myself and the weekend. And then at that point, it kind of sank in. Holy crap. I just casted the friggin' world championship weekend. Like, Wow. You did it. It was so cool. It is. (laughs) Great job. You did a phenomenal job. That's for sure. Thank you. Like that, that cannot be debated. You did a really good job. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Again, like, I I know I'm hard on myself, but of course I'm like, okay, next time I cast, I want to do this and this. And like, you know, I want to try this thing. Um, I, I still think, I don't know why I was, you know, sometimes you just get in your own head, especially when you're driving around. I had to drive around and do errands today. And I just spent like a half an hour just being like, but like, I cast this way because I want to do this for people. And I want to give this side of the perspective to our audience. And like, I'm like, why am I even like telling myself this? I know why I'm doing it. <laughs> like, just <laughs> arguing with myself or something. And, uh, I mean, I do that then... kind of stuff too, in all honesty. <laughs> so yeah, that's not, yeah. that's not just a you thing. So like you know having these arguments and I'm like nobody even said anything like mm-hmm. nobody said like oh you, like why are you casting that way and I'm like coming up with all these reasons like but it's for this and this reason uh, but one thing that I think would be super fun that I actually really want to try is something that I don't think we have a lot of in Hearthstone necessarily or in, or in card games 
um, because it's maybe not quite as relevant as something like in a MOBA or in, you know, like shooters or team fight games where they have those like really like high action moments mm-hmm. in those broadcasts, right? Like yeah. maybe the, the 5v5 team is like clashing and, and you have the, what they call play-by-play caster who then just starts mm-hmm. literally they go okay now this person's in the center and they're you know and they just like literally just say what's happening um i think there's a lot of moments like that in sports like in regular like physical oh, yeah. sports yeah. sports broadcasts and yeah. stuff too um i want to try doing something like that during like a a high apm turn like during one of the like otk turns for like demon hunter or like something right they just start, they play like sharpshooter and they just start playing Nagas and then drawing a spell, playing the spell, drawing a Naga. Like, I feel like I just want to do that and just be like, okay, he's got the sharpshooter down. He's drawing, he's playing the mistake. What's going to come out with this spell? Like, I just, <laughs> I just want to take it in that direction because <laughs> I think that that would be really fun and something that like we haven't really seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's also kind of weird to feel like now rather than being like oh my god i suck at this so much like i can't believe that i you know failed at that like i'm now turning it into like okay people like that but like how can i take it even farther like what can i do now to like change things up or or try something different and i don't know i'm just like super excited and that was super fun and also hell yeah go pocket train i'm so freaking happy that he won yeah so awesome it was very (laughs) cool for sure like, in addition to, like, obviously, like, your experience casting and everything, like, the games and how intense and, like, obviously, like, casting, I imagine it was on at least a little bit of a time delay. Um, and quite so, like, a, being a able to, like, yeah. see that stuff, um, like, as it was happening. I don't know. So Seems like I, it would be I, pretty cool. Yeah. I don't want to say, like, exactly how much of a delay there was, just you know, for like the competitive integrity and stuff. But um, I will just say like for the first day, right. Uh, I got to, well, I casted two matches each day. The second match that I casted on day one was pocket train versus CJ. Where yeah. pocket train three out. Yep. And literally the whole series, like I was done casting and like, you know, I was just hanging in the discord or whatever. I was like going to the bathroom, go downstairs, let the dogs out before the series started on the official broadcast. <laughs> so like it was all over <laughs> before wow. it actually showed up from the delay. Like that's how fast it was. Yeah, that was a quick game. That was a quick series. So that's crazy. That really is. But yeah, it was but super super cool and if you haven't watched it i would highly recommend you go back and watch the vods um they're all on youtube i don't know if they're anywhere else but they are definitely all on youtube and uh some high quality play it's definitely one of those like some really cool games yes you're going to learn a lot a lot watching these games so cannot cannot speak highly i mean should go without saying because this is like the highest level of competitive play but um yes it is the highest level of hearthstone play and it was phenomenal so can i also mention one more thing before we move on yes yes i also okay so again 
you know, kind of going back to the like, oh man, maybe not feeling like I was good enough or feeling like I, I still even could have done better. Mm-hmm. I was hanging out in, in our good friend Ron Mexico's stream yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I saw Pocket Train in there talking. So I was like, yo, like the people's champ. That's what I've dubbed him. That's what I kept saying. Like I said it on the broadcast. Yeah. I posted it in tweets. And Pocket Train responded with, Don, Pug, loved the casting. Aww. And I like just about died. I was like, oh my God. Oh my what? The world the world champion. Holy crap, he just said he liked my cat. Like, and I just I just about died. So like <laughs> that That's fair. That's the correct response. Cool. <laughs> yes. That is what I And also very surreal. Like, oh my gosh. Wow. Like these again, the the people that like I am intimidated by and that like I look up to and I think, oh like I can't compare to them. Like they're saying good things. And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So that was that was that was super cool. And uh thanks, Pocket. Yeah. He seems like a he seems honestly like a very from the interviews and like Twitter, like he seems like just a genuinely um nice person. Like he just seems he very, really is. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. I've never spoken to him, but like he generally just seems like a really good person. So like that's going on uh how he presents himself in public. And uh that's yeah, that I don't know him, but yeah, like I said, I just want to be very clear that I, I I have never spoken to Pocket Train personally, but it just Yeah. You just get the vibes from how he how he uh, conducts himself. That he's just a a very genuine person, and just like it's very cool to see someone like that win win the world championship and hit like the peak of what they've been doing, and just like it's just it's just really cool in my mind. It was just it was super cool yeah. to see him like just like breeze through that final series too because like yeah it was like now like, so impressive is like like <laughs> breezing through anything at these like you know when you're playing against these types of players like that's insane to me it was yes really- yes it is and after um cj had gotten red hot like i don't think he'd lost like he'd gone won like six in a row like he three owed two people in a row and like he was red hot coming into the uh to the finals and it's like he literally beat meaty who had the same or wait, no, did he beat me yeah he beat meaty first who had the same exact lineup as pocket train and like just went through him like a knife through butter like it was just crazy and it's like, oh, going into it, it's like, uh, he just went through and like got redemption for his first like O three that uh Pocket Train handed him, you know, in the initial match. And then all of a sudden, like Pocket Train's like, No, I'm still here and just like it's just like like he's just like calm, collected and cool. So it's like, Yep, nope, we're we're doing this. So, um, it was just, it was really cool to see. Um, like very, 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 very happy to see pocket train win. And like, like all the other competitors did just a phenomenal job. Like it, I can't say enough. Like 
everyone who competed in Worlds, like, definitely showed why they were there. So, even if they went 0-2, um, but someone has to. Someone has to go 0-2. That's just the way tournaments yeah. work. Right. So, unfortunately, yeah. but, like, that's still saying a lot. To have gotten to Worlds is one of the most impressive things. So, like... Uh, I, I, it's just, I'm super impressed. Like it's, 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 it's so cool to see like the pinnacle of, of this game that like we all really enjoy and get to watch like people just like show like the highest level of play and like why they're there and like, you know, certain things of like, you know, how they got there and like the plays that you might not recognize right off the bat. And you're just like, I wouldn't have done that. And I found myself doing that like several times where it's like, you know what? I am. I'm just going to sit here and watch because I'm not at worlds right now. And they are, if they're making this play, I think they have a very obvious or they have a reason for why they're doing it. And it's generally like, okay. Yeah, no, this, this makes sense. And, it is for oh, oh, it turns out they were right, you know. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, turns out they know what they're doing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Imagine um, that. But no. Uh so yeah, I think and honestly, with that, we've kind of hit the main news is that uh worlds happened last weekend and Pocket Train, you know, won and mm-hmm. Don did a great job. Uh so that's honestly <laughs> We we've hit the, all the new stuff we needed to go through for this week. So, um, but yeah, no, it's real awesome. <laughs> well, yeah. you want to keep going on the news then? Uh, that's literally all we were gonna go through. It's just I there's know. still I'm just the um, <laughs> all the news. Okay, like, done. <laughs> there is still technically stuff still happening, but as far as new stuff, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, until we get to our main topic. Which is the mega patch the um and balance changes that happened today, yeah. and like honestly, kudos to them for not like doing this before last weekend uh that would have been maybe a bit of a nightmare situation, almost yeah, 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 yeah. oh gosh, I know I was like entering some of the stuff in, and also we're only going to talk about the standard changes. But there were also a crap ton of battleground changes too. So I saw the the patch notes and I was like, "Holy crap, there's so much." Mhm. Yeah. It is uh pretty intense. <laughs> and that's putting it very lightly. Like, oh, there are like the standard changes are like what? Like, are we... What? <laughs> There's so yeah. many changes. It's ridiculous. I mean, right. it makes sense. Just real quick, too. Sorry. It makes sense. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, Smart, but it does make sense that they were just like, we're going to fix the most immediate of problems before Worlds, yeah. and then we'll just release everything else after. Yeah. Um. All right. Do we want to go through them, and we'll just talk about... Uh, ones we have individual thoughts about. Uh, sure. So Keeper's Strength went from 
four mana to five mana. Keeper Strength is um, a holy spell that's give a friendly minion plus two plus two, deal its attack damage to all other minions. Um, I have played this today multiple times, and it still crushes, so... It is it's still very good. It's just slower, and that's what it needs to be. Like, it is too good of a board clear for four mana. Like, yes, you have to have something on the board, and you have to have something buff that will clear the board, but you can pack less into a turn that has keeper strength now, so I think this is a, a very good change to kind of, like, take Paladin back a little bit and slow him down just a tad. Yeah. Um, as our Paladin uh, expert, Don, do you have feelings about this one? Uh, yeah, this one and the next one combined, so I'll just say the, like, the same thinking now, but uh, Paladin, especially... Okay, so I don't mind if Paladin has some removal, and I think quality equality consecration like in the past has been a good example of like that's fine but those decks or those cards and removal don't usually get played in more aggressive builds i don't mind if paladin has some like control stuff but having a very powerful or multiple powerful board clears for an aggressive like low curve deck feels so wrong <laughs> like it does not feel like it should be that way so i'm very glad to see them kind of scaling these back because uh when we're looking around and we say hmm um really nobody's playing warrior nobody's playing priest and the aggro paladin is the one clearing a bunch of wide boards something feels wrong That's fair, but have you considered that it's so much fun to play uh, and just crush everybody? Uh, oh, absolutely, yes. <laughs> like, this is the first time I've ever gotten into a Paladin deck, so I'm, um, I know, like, there's a few versions. I'm doing the Earthen one uh, just because I think it's the most fun. And, um, yeah, like, it's amazing to me that... Uh, even with these, like, nerfs, because I've mainly climbed post-nerf. So, like, I've climbed um, mainly today. Um, and still going well. Still going well, I gotta say. So, um, it's exciting. But, alright. Uh, who would like to take our next card? Or... <laughs> uh, I guess... Yeah. <laughs> I will... Uh, we took you're we just, took a snack break and uh, <laughs> and I um, all right so we have a uh, splish splash whelp say two mana one one um, battle cry if you're holding a dragon gain an empty mana crystal uh, this one went from a two one to a one one so I feel like that's good I feel like the the main benefit of like you know those two ones do benefit early but. It played in whatever decks it was in, you know, the dragon stuff. Um, just because that's such a good, like, cheap dragon. I mean, um, like, I, I don't know. That doesn't feel like much of a change to me because you're never playing it for the 2-1. Like, you're not like, oh, 
I got this 2-1. It's, oh, I ramped and there's a body on the board, you know. So it is a little bit weaker, but it is still very, very valuable to um, to be able to be like, okay, well, now I'm going to... Um, I'm going to be able to go into, you know, ramping and you still have a 1-1 on board, which is less able to trade than a 2-1, but like it's still going to get played. It, it just brings down the power level a little bit and makes it a little bit less, uh, I would say, I guess, broken. I don't think it was broken, but it just ramps down the power level enough that it's like, I feel like it's more bearable for everyone. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like, again, I'm going to talk about this one and the next one at the same time. The next one is Desert Matron, uh, which is the taunt that refreshes your mana crystals if you're holding a dragon. Was a 3-5, now a 3-4. Kind of similar thinking here, I think, is that both of these were cards that you played them for the benefit and the effect, right? Like, you're getting a body, but you're doing it for the value you're getting from them and so the body was just like an extra bonus so yeah if they have too much attack or if they have too much health on them uh it kind of made the uh the value very good but then you also have like a very good body that's able to value trade i think especially like nest matron usually took two minions to hit into it so it's like Okay, you essentially get a free taunted body that kills two other things at the same time, all in one card. And it's a dragon, so like there's all that synergy. And kind of the same thing with uh Splish Splash Well, right? Like, even though it did have the one health, but it had two attacks, so it was able to attack into a lot of other things and clear stuff. At the same time, you're also getting ramp out of it and dragon synergies. So both of these, it's just yeah, it's just like Kat said, reducing the power level a little bit for something that you already want to be doing. Um, all right. Next up, we've got Staff of the Nine Frogs, which is the um, weapon generated by Dr. Holiday. Uh, so it was, used to be a 2-9 weapon. Now it's a 1-9 weapon. I'm torn on this one because, like, yes, it is technically, like, 9 less attack over the life of the weapon, but, like, Near the later stuff, you're mainly excited about the giant taunt frogs that it's going to be leaving on board. How do you guys feel about this? Um, like I think it. I think it's a. This is a good change. Like I think it brings down the power level of Doc Holiday, which like the staff of the nine frogs was really good, and like so instead of the the staff doing eighteen damage, it does nine. Like, it cuts yeah. the damage of the weapon in half while maintaining its effect. So I think this is, a, like, a really good change because it nine, nine uh, durability on a weapon is insane. And, like, obviously you can't use it all in one turn. You have to use it slowly. Rust rot vipers exist, that kind of thing. But, like, if you get every single swing it's now the damage output has been cut in half. And that's kind of been like something they've done in the past too, with weapons. It's just kind of like take down the attack a little bit to just try and um, minimize the, or mitigate the overall damage of, of some of these weapons, some of the more powerful weapons. Yeah. Um, 
I'm not going to lie. When I first started playing uh, Highlander Shaman, I actually thought it was a one attack weapon. And I remember thinking through a game and being like, okay, I can play Doc Holiday and then I can like swing into this thing that has one health and it'll be great. And then I played it and I was like, oh yeah. Oh, it's actually two attack. That's so freaking good. Yeah. And then it's like, so I-, I think honestly, even still at one attack, it still will be good because yeah, it's just like you both said, right? Like you're, you're, you want it for the frogs. You're playing it for that. You're playing it to keep that momentum going and the added attack and damage that you could push from the weapon was just an upside. So kind of clearing a little bit of that upside and scaling that down, you're still going to be getting the benefit and the value that you want from it. So I think this is good. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, we've got the Arcane Worm. Um, this went from a 1-2 to a... Uh, one one. Once again, you're playing this to get the battle cry, get the arcane bolt. So it's barely nerfed. I um, I think this is a great change because this is one of those ones that could hang around for a while just because they had two health. Like it's just kind of a less than um priority target, but like. Taking six health off someone uh, makes a Sif kill that much easier. So, like, the fact that um, that's no longer, like, it's easier just to take down. Like, you can hero, most people can hero power it down or something of, like, an AoE will, will do it. But, like, I just think that's a really good change. And, like, obviously it's not going to change that people are going to play it, but, like... Like you said, because you're playing it for the um, Arcane Bolt mainly, but this also kind of tempers it a little bit and makes it less likely to stick around. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like all of these nerfs kind of fall in that same pattern, right? Like, the cards are doing what you want them to do with an upside. And so, like, they're scaling back the upside on the cards. And I think that they're all going to feel pretty good. I think that it these are all, especially this arm came worm too, but, like, I think these ca- cards are probably all going to fall into a very similar feel of the um, Inquisitive that we just saw nerfed for the previous week, which was the in the same deck as Arcane Worm, right? But it's the minion that you can... Uh, builds up by playing different spell schools you get to play it and deal that much damage to all the minions on the other side of the board so you would clear their board and it was four mana they bumped it up to five people still play two copies of it in the deck like it's still a good card because it still gets to do Mm -hmm. the thing you want to do it's just you don't get to do it as effectively and as consistently and yeah these like all of these changes but arcane worm included i think all follow that that same uh, kind of pattern. And so, yeah, I, I like all of these changes, honestly. Um, all right. Uh, next up is the pyrotechnician has been temporarily banned. Um, and this is the one after you cast a spell, add a random fire spell to your hand. I never had much bad interaction with this one, but um, I want to know what your guys' thoughts were. 
Yeah, I, so the big problem with it is Fire Druid. Did you did you play it or play against it, Kat? No, I okay. didn't see it. No. I okay, heard about so, it. So yeah. So the 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 big thing is this is being played at like mid to higher legend. Um, it's not really a deck that's seen outside of that, but it's a really like bad kind of play experience to play against. Uh, I think I mentioned this potentially last week or two weeks ago, but basically like fire druid is, it's a kind of high rolly, um, like big OTK power turn deck. But part of the problem is that, uh, you can't really do things with some of the other cards. Uh, the dev comment here says that, uh, they're not able to get a balance change for the newly emerging fire druid into this patch. So they're temporarily banning this until they can reassess. Um, but the first sentence is like, if we had a nickel for each time a problematic druid deck was refined after we locked our balance patch, we'd have <laughs> like two to three nickels, which isn't <laughs> a lot, but it's enough. We wanted to take action. So, yeah, I, I think this also just kind of speaks to a wider problem that I think a lot of these cards are just being really taken advantage of in a certain class specifically. And it's like, well, if they start to address the other cards, maybe this can't happen. But how do they address that? And they can't really address that in this patch. So they just said, okay, it's temporarily banned. Just, you, you can't even do the thing. You you can't do it. And it's fine. But yeah, the fire druid, it's like you get to um, you get to ramp a little bit. You uh, play out. Uh, Oh, shoot. Now I forget the name of the card. But you, you get uh, at least one copy of Thaddeus out onto the board from your deck. And Thaddeus, uh, after the mm -hmm. change to that one, right now, instead of uh, just it being like one mana or whatever it was before, now it's they cost less. So what you can do is you get multiple Thaddeuses uh, and you can play out Pyrotechnician. You can have like two Thaddeus on the board and then you just start playing a bunch of really cheap spells and then every time you play those cheap spells you get a fire More spell cheap spells. and then it's discounted again so like it just so you just play a whole bunch of stuff and keep generating fire spells until you find like pyroblast and like fireballs and stuff that's like direct damage that you just send to your opponent's face and then you win and it can pretty actually consistently do that on like turn five turn like five or six and we've already seen other decks like that that have gotten changed right the big otk things they're mm -hmm. they get changed so yeah definitely. it's not necessarily that this like fire druid deck had a like a high win rate or super strong win rate but it's the how often could they consistently do it and the play experience on the other side as well right because like Pretty much everybody who is faced against it are like, yeah, this deck is dumb. This really sucks to play against because you pretty much you see them play the card and up oh, there's the Thaddeus. Oh, OK, now they get the pyrotechnician and they're getting cheap stuff. OK, and now they're just playing a bunch of cards and you just like watch as your opponent does a whole bunch of stuff and then you die. Mm -hmm. And like that's not an experience that's good for for anybody, especially if that's uh, something that's going to be like in legend and higher legend. Because I think, as we've talked about a lot on the show, if that's left for too long as well, that's something that uh, is going to start showing up in 
a lot of other ranks, right? It's going to kind of have that like trickle down effect too. And then it's going to be everywhere. And even if you don't play it perfectly, you can still get a lot of benefit and still kill your opponent pretty quickly or still pretty uh, early. And that's, yeah, that's just, I I don't think a thing that uh, a lot of players want. No, I don't think so either. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like they can do something to address that deck, but yeah, that's definitely one of those things that it did creak up very recently. And I like the temp ban of it. Like it just feels like, yeah, no, we don't know. We're not going to, we're going to investigate. We will address this, but right now we don't know what the problem is or how we want to fix it. So we're just going to ban the problem card. And then when we figure it out, we'll put it back in. So like, and that's one yeah. of the things I love about Hearthstone is the fact that we can sit here and talk about nerfs and buffs and cards just don't straight out get banned and never come back. So just saying, yeah. I've been playing a lot of Magic recently too. So like, <laughs> I I uh, I get it. So. Um, all right. Next up, we've got... Uh... Going on to our buffs, uh, Elise, the Badlands Savior. Um, this has gone from a battle cry. If your deck has no duplicate, summon four, four copies of four random minions. And now it summons five, five copies of those minions. Do we think that this is going to be impactful enough to where this will see play? It's worse than the priest mirror. You used to not be able to kill it with Shadow and Ruin. Now Shadow and Ruin clears your entire board. <laughs> I'm just messing around, but yeah, no, um, I, I mean, I don't know, like, I don't think this changes much about this card, like, I think maybe this will start seeing some more play after rotation, but, like, right now, Priest has a lot of powerful things it can do, um, so, I, I think this is a good change, it's just a very soft buff and i'm not sure what it's going to do for priest overall but like doesn't feel like there's any downside to it so i i feel like this isn't the card that is going to make more of the impact i think some other changes are better for priest at least in my opinion and uh that might mean that people start playing this because the other cards have gotten better. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, I don't, I don't know. This still doesn't feel like one that you want. All right, fair enough. So moving on, we've got uh, Pip the Potent um, has gone from a four mana uh, three five to a three mana three three. So it's gone down one mana. And also reduced two health, but it's the battle cry copy um, each one cost card in your hand, and that is a lot for the the they're not called concoctions in priest, but the the bottles that save stuff for later. Um, so with that now going down one mana, like I could see that being way easier to justify. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, to be fair, if you're watching Worlds and you're watching Pocket Train playing that Naga Priest, like, holy cow, is Pip good in, the, in that deck? 
<laughs> but it's this is also Pocket Train we're talking about. The man who uh, basically made uh, Boar, Boar Priest a thing. <laughs> so, like, and could, like, run that deck like no one's business. So, like, but, yeah, I think, I mean, obviously, I think this is a good change because Priest has a lot of good one-cost spells and minions. Like, you know, Serpent Wig and the, um, you know, the cleric and the um a any of the bottles like you mentioned funnel cake you know so like there's a lot of definite spells that like just benefit i mean you can copy slither spears you can cop there's a lot of good stuff and all of this feeds into the uh the four six taunt right yeah i wanted to clarify i'm pretty sure i said spells because it is one cost cards so that yeah. is where yeah 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 Yes, it is one cost cards. So, yeah. Um, and yep, on the note, uh, agree oh. too. I, I was just gonna say, like, I, I think the fact that this is just one cost cards, and it doesn't, it, it's beyond just the bottles, right? Like we're, we're kind of mm -hmm. talking about that, and they kind of came out together. Um, but yeah, there's so many just good one cost cards that a couple different priest decks like to play that. Yeah, this seems good. And now this itself costing one less mana means that you should be able to fit this in plus at least even one of those one cost cards that you just copied into a turn even easier than you did before. Mm hmm. For sure. And imagine Serpent Wig getting an extra couple Serpent Wigs and then just, you know, being able to make that keep going. It's pretty crazy. Um, all right. So on the note of like the some of the priest spells, the uh, the uh, invasive shape um, leaf has gone from a deal eight damage to an enemy minion, save any excess in a one cost bottle, now to ten damage to an enemy enemy minion, save any excess in a one cost bottle. I feel I, like that's sorry. Go ahead. That's really good. In my opinion, it's really good. It just, I mean, yeah. I think it was getting, if you're playing priest and you're, well, if you were playing Naga priest, if you're playing like a more control priest, you were probably playing this card anyways. And like the fact that 10 damage is likely going to kill anything your opponent can play. And the fact that you can piecemeal it between two minions is like, it was good before you can copy the bottle, like. Just giving it two extra damage, I think, is just a bonus for Priest. Like, it's just a it's a win for Priest with, like, no downside. Like, you're probably playing it anyways, so, like, this feels pretty good regardless. Okay. Um, go ahead. Sorry, I keep interrupting Dragon nope. Rider when she's... Nope, I was just saying, yep. Like, okay. that's... Yep. I have nothing else to add. Um, all right, so Raiden, all they've changed is adding, making him a taunt. And so it's the one that's the death rattle summon each um, other minion you've played this game that didn't start in your deck. Making that a taunt makes that, um, I feel like, really nice. That That feels like a huge difference, personally, but like, I don't. How do you guys feel about it? 
I feel like it's a big difference. It's just because, like, before you could potentially ignore it, but... It's like, yeah, if you had, like, a sidestep where you could do lethal in a turn, well, you can't do that. And if it summons, you know, a different taunt minion, then you're kind of screwed. Yeah, so it's, yeah. like, it depends on, like, what how you're playing it, but the fact giving it taunt just makes it that much more like, okay, you have to deal with it. And if you don't have a silence, I'm going to get all my minions back regardless. So, like, it's just, uh, it feels like so much better of a, um, of a play. Like, it just feels like, okay, this is definitely, um, like, has so much more value to it because it has a taunt. And just, like, now, like I said, they have to go, it has to be dealt with one way or the other. And if no silence, you get it as opposed to before, like maybe they just went like a small board and just like are like picking away at you and you have to just like piecemeal tree trade against, uh, you know, with Raiden and try and like kill him over two turns and like suddenly you're dead in between then. It's just the fact that that just makes him a lot better. Yep. Yeah, yeah completely agreed. I, I think especially in like those. Um, more kind of aggro matchups like you're talking about where they have smaller minions, especially um, because not only now does it mean that you are going to get the death rattle, but are more, you know, much more likely to get the death rattle and good benefit from that. But it also stops some of the damage from that, <laughs> like aggro deck. So yeah, it's, it seems definitely much, much better having taunt. Um, so yeah, and plus, like, a lot of the death rattles, you want them to have things like taunt, right? Like, because then it actually does mean you're more likely to get the death rattle effect. So, yeah, like, this feels so much better. I I'm still not sure exactly, like, where it goes and what people want to be playing with it, but it on its own, it's better. Oh, yeah. Okay somebody want to take the next one you want me to just keep rolling <laughs> why don't you just keep rolling because you've read all of them so far <laughs> okay um so we've got the azurite scorpion which is the uh rogue excavate treasure it's old battle cry was get four random spells if you've excavated eight times they cost zero and it's new battle cry get four random spells they cost one less for each time you've excavated this game i'm torn on this one this is both like uh, but they can't, they don't cost less than one. Uh, so, like, they won't go back to being free. Mm -hmm. Torn, because, like, when I used to be able to pull off the excavating eight times, that was a good, fun, hilarious time. Uh, but mm -hmm. that was hard to do, it turns out. So, like, doing this to where, like, okay, this make this is actually, like, worth something before i've excavated eight times yeah i'm it feels much more reasonable and like probably that it'll see more play this way but also heartbreaking that uh it's not the crazy insane endless free spells that it once was <laughs> that's fair i mean it, it it seems better to me because there's probably a lot of low cast spells that like might end up costing just one anyways and now if you like 
go three excavates, you get that bonus. You don't have to wait until you hit eight. Whenever you cast it, you get the, the discount on the spells equal to how many times you've excavated. So it just seems like a better, like, um, reward just because you can pull the trigger at any time and still see the benefit to it. So. Yep. And now I think it, even regardless of if it's actually like that powerful, I think just the fact that like, hey, it actually does something when you get that legendary reward for excavating the fourth time. That's why you try to excavate four times because you want a reward that does something, right? Like, hello, that's what all the other ones do. Mm -hmm. So this one, not even like, not really doing anything the first time you get the legendary kind of felt really bad. Like, why do I have to do this twice to get the benefit when all the other legendaries you just do it four times and you get like a really good benefit in some of those cases. Yeah. And, like they had to nerf the, the snake in warlock because it was like people were using it literally as like a lethal. Mm-hmm. Like what the, and then you play this one and you're like, no, 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 but I have to do that all again before I get any benefit. Mm, I don't know. Like, I, yeah. I guess it still generated the spells, but like, it didn't quite feel like you did get any benefit from it. So I I think this is going to feel a lot better again, not necessarily that this now becomes like the most powerful card and everybody's like, I need to excavate now and get these random spells, but it feels better for what you're doing. If you want to be excavating. Exactly. Like you don't have to wait till the second time around. Now you can rip it whenever you want to and see the benefit of your excavations. So so next up we've got uh, uh, Velorak Windblade not sure if I'm saying that right it was while this is in your hand play three cards from other classes to reveal um, his true form it's now you only have to play one card from another class to reveal his true form that's that's wildly different and this is why I'm a huge fan of them changing card text because it's yeah. It makes such an impact. Uh, That is way different, uh, way achievable. Uh, They didn't do anything to his true form, right? No, but I'm going to read the true form real quick because this card has not seen play. I forgot what the second half does. So maybe a lot of you have as well. The second half, the true form, is a three mana, three six charge. After this attacks, discover a card from another class. It costs three less. Uh, so you play one card from a different class and you get a 3-6 charge minion that gets you something else that costs three less. Like That's like a charge body with a concoction at the same... And you're like, this is like three rogue cards in one and now you just have to do one thing to... <laughs> This is going to be played all the time now. (laughs) I feel like, uh, I don't know how you guys feel, but... Yeah, I feel like definitely that bar being so much lower and, like, with concoctions, like, hazy concoctions, like, suddenly that bar is super easy to hit. Like, you don't have to try and, like, do it. There's a bunch of cards you can play that just generate some cheap spells or cheap things, you know. 
uh, from another class, and then bam, you get that card, and then all of a sudden, like, everything feels much better. <laughs> so I I want to make a prediction about this. Okay, I think I think that after this, they will actually end up nerfing the second half, the the true form version. Okay. I think they're going to put it all the way down to a 3-4 instead of a 3-6 because it having charge and being able to discover every time it attacks and having six health means it's very likely to stick around Mm -hmm. for a second turn and get a second attack at least, if not more than that. Yeah. I I feel like they might actually like nerf that to a 3-4. That's that's my that's my prediction. Okay. That doesn't sound like an unreasonable prediction, so I can definitely see that happening. Um, all right, so next up, we've got Shell Game. It used to be three mana. It's now just two mana. This is a spell. Get a random epic, rare, and common card from other classes. Um, that just seems kind of reasonable, considering like you, you're just getting them you don't get to shoot there's no choice about it so i feel mm-hmm. like it being cheaper is more reasonable yeah uh and then do you guys have any deep thoughts on that no. uh, yeah coin this out and then on turn two play one of the cards that you got and then on turn three play velarok when mm-hmm. <laughs> It, it takes a little bit of work to have all that in your hand, but uh, that's my th- initial thought looking at that. So there you go. I mean, Tomorrow's, I think you nailed it. It's just pretty straightforward, right? It's just you. It, it, it doesn't. It just feels better. So like, it feels like uh, okay. This is more. This is more reasonable. This feels a lot easier to justify playing. Yeah. So. Um. So next up. We've got um, Barrel of Sludge, which is um, just uh, mainly a warlock. The It's old two mana. When this is played, discard or destroy. Um, played, discarded, or destroyed. Deal three damage to the lowest health enemy. Now it's three mana, but it does four damage. This is interesting i feel like the mana is more of a nerf than the damage increase is a buff yeah i could see that i mean it is generally a cheap card so like yeah i can definitely see that being like uh half the reason i'm playing this is because it was cheap and it did something so i i think it makes people want to like discard it or destroy it more than I have to pay for it or yeah. like you know put it in the bottom of the deck and then play the the minion that discards the bottom three cards of their deck at the end of the turn like those kind of synergies I think it kind of makes you want to do that a little bit more I don't think this is terrible though for for three mana either dealing four damage um especially because it's just lowest health enemy so it can go face if this were just minion like pff, eh. I would rather it be two mana and four damage mm-hmm. <laughs> like That's because fair. it can go phase. I-, I think the three cost is still reasonable. 
You're yeah. right. And it does seem like they want to make it more of a game plan type card rather than just like empty your hand and do a ton of damage with these spells. It's more like, hey, can you figure out a way to discard certain things in the way that you want to in order to like make this damage happen? Yep. And you can. Shockingly enough. <laughs> Warlock, I know, but like Warlock planning ahead. Yeah, Warlock apparently is good at discarding things. Um, I don't know if you knew that, but uh, I I'm honestly I'm hoping that like some big uh, deck will take advantage of that extra damage and come out because like I enjoyed the crap out of the Sludge Warlock initially. Um. So yeah. I'd be excited to play it again. I, I also think we're with one of the changes coming up that we're going to talk about in two cards from now, that's also a very big change because this is a fell spell. So, hmm. okay. Yeah. So next up, we've got Furnace Fuel. It was four mana. It's now three mana. And it's when this is played, discarded, or destroy, draw two cards. And then... um. Yep. Do we have any exciting stuff or do we want to move on to Popgar? Three mana drop two is standard, so I like it. Yeah, I do too. Think it's a good change. Uh so next up we've got Popgar the Putrid. When it's it's old, its fell spells cost one less and have lifesteal. And it's now fell spells cost two less and have lifesteal. So you're right. That that makes that spell go back to being um one now yeah. yeah now barrel of sludge will cost one and deal four damage with lifesteal so like in mm -hmm. combination when you have the the pop gar out that's a really big um buff it still costs one like before and, and after but the mana increase on barrel of sludge doesn't get affected with pop gar now mm -hmm. yeah. and you're doing more so it's like yeah that, that feels like in combination with that that's pretty good it does feel pretty good so yeah i i i think it's i mean i i think it's a, a good change overall so like i uh i mean it's just those spells all of a sudden have lifesteal and they cost two less now so it's just like oh well that makes a world of difference here <laughs> so <laughs> i just don't see how it could be a bad thing for warlocks so um all right honestly now i kind of want to go play sludge warlock uh so the next um buff we have is maw and paw this is a uh dark knight one blood rune one unholy and it's um they just went from a 1-8 to a 2-8, and it's the card at the end of your turn, gain five corpses. At the start of your um, next turn, spend five corpses to give your hero plus five health. Um, that seems... Like, this at least has a little bit of, like, oh, if you're going to trade stuff into it, it's going to it's gonna hurt a little bit more. Because people want to clear this pretty fast. Exactly. Um, it feels it feels like more of a threat. It's a two eight now, as opposed to a one eight. So like, it just feels like this is shockingly enough. It's 
just feels better overall because it does something that is just good. <laughs> it just and now with an, when its attack is doubled, turns out it's even better. And like I know not a lot of decks were playing it, but like now it feels like a much more viable card and a much more desirable card. Um, because it's very survivable and two having to attack, uh, feels like the value trades you can make with it are a lot more open now. So like, I think it's just a good thing overall for, uh, death Knight. So yeah, seems like a fine change. Yeah. It's nothing fancy, but it does something good. So. All right. So next up we have. Cinematic Necrotic Explosion. They buffed the crap out of this guy. Uh, so it used to do 5 damage. It now does 6 damage. It used to summon 2 things. Now it summons 3 things. And the things that it used to summon were 1-1s. One and now it summons 2-2s. Two um, and then it's randomly improved by corpses that you've spent. Yeah, so like... Good. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like it's still a 10 mana spell. And so it's like probably not going to see the most play. But like, considering they already gave you like a leg up on everything. um, I feel like that's decent. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I don't think this really sees play. But it does more now. I mean, <laughs> dividing yep. by zero, dividing by 100 by zero is still the same as dividing 10 by zero. It's sure that, they're, it's sure that they're, the number is bigger, but I don't know where it goes. So, like, I'm of the mind yeah. where it's just like, okay, I don't know. Like, all the, like, most of the other ones are like, oh, I can see how this does something. I can see, like, where that might fit in. Or, like, I could see someone wanting to try that. This one, I'm like, I guess if you're trying to meme, yeah, okay, sure, why not? <laughs> That's the yeah, only thing I, I could see with that. I feel like the Ma and Pa might see slightly more use than it does now, and mm -hmm. maybe in, like, two different decks. The, the Climactic Necrotic Explosion, like, maybe it does, but it's still... I, I the bodies I think are like starting higher with those is where it's the most benefited, but also it still just has the same problem of why it's not getting played right now, right? Which is that it's still a costly card that you need a lot of setup to get to, and especially now maybe there's more room after these like paladin changes and stuff this also needs i think a little bit of a slower meta to play like rainbow decay and stuff too because otherwise you just get the crap beat out of you by all those faster decks and then you don't even have time to get to 10 mana and play this because you're dead so uh, there's like yeah. a couple different things working against this card that yes this is a buff and yes it's better but I don't know. There's also not as much super great like support stuff that generates corpses. Mm -hmm. um, or like uh, that. Yeah. Like that uses your corpses. So eh, like you still have to spend all those corpses 
So you still have to generate corpses, then spend them, and then get to 10 mana and then play this. It's like, meh. Yep. I, All right. I don't know. Next up, we've got Corpse Bride, five mana, uh, um, four, four. And so it was spend up to 10 co- corpses, summon a risen groom with stats equal to the amount spent. And it's new battle cries. Spend up to 10 corpses, summon a risen groom with taunt. Um, and so, like, basically the same thing, just adding taunt, right? Is that yeah. what we're... Yeah. Taunt's always nice. Yeah. But I'm not sure, like, how do you guys feel about this? Do we think the taunt's going to make a big enough impact for this to see play? I would say not. Like... <sighs> I don't know. It doesn't feel like a bad change. Like it doesn't feel like unimpactful, but it's just like I don't I don't know if it's enough to like really like make me want to play it. Um so like it's more viable definitely than it was before, but like that's not saying much. if i'm being frank like i just i don't really see much of a difference here so like it does feel better but like is it a is it better enough that like you want to go out of your way to include it Uh, i don't know it is better with taunt because your opponent doesn't have to just ignore it but like i don't know yeah i mean i feel the same way like yes it is better having taunt is much better and honestly, the way that this card probably should have been from the start, I think we talked about that even when this card, when we did our review, I think I mentioned something like, ah, eh, this, if this had taunt or this had something else, like it would feel a lot better, which yeah, I think that will. But I, I think this card also suffers from the same kinds of thing that I said for uh, uh climactic necrotic explosion, right? Where it's just kind of like, you still have to do the setup to get up to the corpses. Then you still have to play this it still costs five. And I don't know, maybe this is the one that can see play in multiple decks as well. Um, Cause there's no like rune requirements. I don't know. It's where do we play this? What What's uh, the spot that this goes in, I think is where the biggest question mark is, but wherever it goes, yes, it's absolutely better. Yeah, exactly. Where it goes, it's absolutely better. Where does it go? Uh, I I don't know. You got me. (laughs) And, like, that's not a good answer to that question. That does not make me want to go, huh, well, now I really want to play this card. (laughs) So, like, I'm of the mind that, like, that doesn't change much for me. It just, it's like, okay, still kind of sucks, but... Okay, if we're if we're doing this now, then I guess we're doing it. Yeah. So next up, we've got Kazgaroth, uh, the Titan, and uh, he went from being a four four to a four five. I feel like this is n- nothing, because if you're going to be able to clear him at five, you're. Pro- I mean, you're if you're going to be able to clear him at four, you're probably going to be able to clear him at five, right? Potentially. It. I don't know. This it doesn't like this one doesn't feel bad, but like I'm not exactly sure. I don't know. 
this one feels weird to me. I'm just like, is it really do that much of? It doesn't feel like it does much of a difference. So, but like one health can make a difference. So you know, I shouldn't be talking, but like, it can make a difference. But I don't know like how much play it's going to see now because it has one additional health. Yeah. So. I like this change. Okay. I I think this is one of the better changes that we've talked about in a handful of the cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Titans, because they have the multi-turn use, like you ha- can only use one ability per turn, you want it to stick around longer. This having an added health, I think will help it live a little bit longer. Or it will just take an additional thing for your opponent to actually clear it. And if you can get this down, the added attack or the added health there, plus using the ability that gives it more health, makes it even that much more difficult to clear too. So I actually really like this change. I don't think we start playing it like, let's all build warrior decks now because this has one extra health. Like, nah, but... I think it already was seeing some play in some warrior decks, and I think it will just feel better in where it's already being played. Fair. Okay. Uh, so next up, we've got uh, Slagma, the Slumbering. Uh, it's the four mana 16-16. Uh, it used to be dormant for eight turns, and now it's dormant for six turns, and excavate to awaken two turns sooner. I hope this makes this card a thing. I know it's still probably not, but I love this card with my whole heart. It is so funny to me. Please, uh, please work. I I want it. I want it only for the reason that you want it, Smarms. I I uh I just want I want you to be able to enjoy it and have some viable fun with it. I love Slagma so much. <laughs> I believe you. He's- I yes. Mm-hmm. He's I mean, very precious to me. Come on. Come on, people out there. If you're not... Uh, 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 gotta get on this uh, Slagma train. Mm-hmm. But it's, he's great. I don't think he's gonna see you, but... Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like It might, actually, because two turns earlier is kind of significant. That's also one less excavate card that you have to play so maybe you do get to actually give him uh or like awaken him and then he has rush but also he still has the same problem of even if you get to do that he just dies to one easy clear Mm -hmm. right like one removal thing but not all the decks have that so Mm -hmm. this is one that's like i can totally see it Still not seeing any play, even though it just got changed. And I can see it being more obnoxious because it got changed. And I'm not sure where it's going to land. I think that's going to depend on uh, the overall meta and like what we're seeing. Because if there's not decks that are actually playing something that can remove this or answer this, mm-hmm. then it's it's obviously it's going to be a lot better and be a problem. But I think it's still just too easy to answer. Yeah. Um, 
All right. So our last one here is Horseshoe Slinger. Uh, old used to be a three mana two two. Now it's a two mana one one. And this is just a little guy. Battle cry deal two damage to a random enemy minion. Quick draw and one of its neighbors. This with it being quick draw, I think the two mana makes it the better. So. Yeah. I mean, it's undoubtedly better is it that much better not not really but it is better so that's a thing (laughs) yeah i still want this to be able to like hit face if it's gonna be random but Mm -hmm. okay hitting a random enemy minion is like eh, sure yeah okay that's basically where i'm at with this too it's just like like yeah. If this were deal two damage to a random enemy and you could send a face and like maybe quick draw and an enemy minion or something, whoo, then we'd be talking. I would like this change a lot. But eh, it's like, okay, sure. You're not wrong. That, um, That's fair. But like, I feel like it's small enough that he might get, you know, every deck has some like you're not really super excited about these cards, so maybe it goes in those slots. Remains to be seen. Very much so. Okay, well, that will do it for this week. So, um, we did not have a poll question because just there's so much going on this week, and, um, you know, we're heading into, you know, week of Christmas, so we're just like, Let's just skip it this week and we'll uh we'll pick it up when we when we get back um next week. I think we're recording next week. Um so we haven't talked about that, so bear with us. That might change due to the holidays, so just like if we're if we don't put down an episode, we'll let you guys know on Twitter. Um and um if we do and we're doing it later, we'll also let you know just so you can like kinda keep abreast of what's what's going on so all right so since there's no poll question we'll just go into the outro and speaking of the show you can find us on twitter at dr 3 hs you can email the show at dr 3 hs at gmail.com you can follow our top pin tweet to join the dr 3 discord you can find myself on twitter at alkaline underscore cat k-a-t and Twitch and Blue Sky are Alkaline Cat, all one word. Dragon Rider. You can find me on Twitter at Donnie DK, D A W N I E D K. You can find me on Twitch and YouTube, Dragon Rider TCCG. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. There's, there's stuff coming. And Smarms, take us home. You can find me on both Twitter and Twitch at Send Me Your Arms, um, as well as on Blizzlet. Awesome. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three. Boom.